0: And what's with the uh the orange slices and Cesar Romero's outfit?
1: So Todd, I'm sure you're aware, and this could be part of the show, so this is uh Longbox Heroes After Dark number
0: one hundred and eighty five. Oh good. Uh, Seamless. Seamless.
1: Right. All the other stuff was deleted. Oh good. Even the part where you're like, you could keep this in and then talked about a bunch of stuff that we can't leave (laughs) in. That's my M.O., Joe. I'm like, I'm making the executive decision there. Okay. So, um, I saw a news story, uh, that Cesar Romero's Joker outfit sold for like $90,000 at auction, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I know, Todd had asked me why I said about the orange slices, but he didn't mention who I tat who I also included in that uh, tweet as well, right? Which was uh, Gilbert Gottfried, Gilbert's podcast, and uh, Frank Santel Padre, who is Gilbert's co-host in the show. Now, Todd, I'm sure you're aware of this. I listen to a lot of podcasts.
0: I heard this stuff.
1: <laughs> One of my favorite podcasts is Gilbert's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, most recently, his just the last two guests, well, three guests that he had on his show. Were Kirk Hammett, <laughs> okay, right, of Metallica.
0: I I've heard of them.
1: Okay, and Willie Tyler and Lester.
0: Oh my <laughs> God! The same show, or this like over two? That was back to back
1: episodes. Oh, see, I was hoping they were on together. So the Kirk Hammett Hammett show,
0: <laughs> Kirk Hammett and Lester would be awesome, right?
1: Was <laughs> it was a ninety minute interview. Mm -hmm. approximately seven minutes of it was about Metallica. Well, of course. What was the other... The rest of it was about their mutual love for horror movies from the 40s up to the 70s. Okay. From from those model kits and, like, uh, Kirk Hammett has, like, two books that he put out that are just Uh. memorabilia books of his collection.
0: Of Aurora model kits?
1: Of Aurora model kits, rare posters. Uh, he has the outfit that uh, Lugosi wore in the black cat. And oh. he figured it out because he, he goes, I saw it in an auction magazine and I wasn't sure if it was the real one. So I asked them to send me a picture and then I pulled up my original print of the black cat. <laughs> and I was looking at the frames with a magnifying glass And I was looking at the frames of the picture, and I noticed the buttons were exactly the same. So that's how I knew it was the original outfit.
0: (laughs) Inspector
1: Hammett. Right. (laughs) So, uh, the Willie Tyler and Lester interview was, you know, was really good. You know, uh, Willie Tyler's been in the business forever, and, uh... You know, he 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 was on everything from, like, Johnny Carson, the Red Fox, and, like, his start and, you know, getting into ventriloquism and all this other stuff. And then at the end, they do the bit where Lester comes in. <laughs> he wasn't there the whole time? No, he kept him. He was looking for somewhere to park his skateboard. <laughs> all right, that's funny.
0: Uh, could you see uh, Willie Tyler's lips move?
1: Why, well, I, I heard the move. Oh, you heard the move, right? So where I go, where I'm going with this is Gilbert typically interviews old Hollywood or people who are in Hollywood who have like the same interests as he does. Like right. having one of the original members of Metallica on and not talking to them, I don't think if Gilbert had it written down on the page, he would have known that this guy was from Metallica.
0: Right? Because that's, so I... that's
1: how checked out Gilbert is.
0: So you're from Metallica, huh? <laughs> right.
1: He's like, so I heard you like music, is what Gilbert would have said if the co-host <laughs> wasn't there. Right. So roundabout way, um, Gilbert, if he's talking to old Hollywood people, mm-hmm. invariably, one of two stories will come up. Mm-hmm. One is, involve, is involve, involving the guy from Hogan's Hero. Remind me his name. Bob Crane. Bob Crane, allegedly... Being into women shitting on glass coffee tables. Oh,
0: glass bottom boat ride. Got it. Okay.
1: The other one is an unfounded story (laughs) that Gilbert has said enough that I feel it's true. (laughs) Right. That Cesar Romero would stand in ankle deep water, pull his pants down around his ankles, and have young boys throw orange slices at his ass. Now, this has become such a part of the Gilbert Gottfried of war, if you will. I'm mispronouncing the
0: zeitgeist. It.
1: The, the, the Gilbert Gottfried zeitgeist. mm mm-hmm. uh, There was a guy who was just on recently who wrote the screenplay for Disaster Artist. hmm And Disaster Artist was up for a bunch of awards at the golden globes the oscars and everything else and i think he won something like maybe the writers guild or something and to show that he is a devotee of the gilbert godfrey show on his lapel pin on his tuxedo was a pin and i know pins of an (laughs) orange slice You do no pins. He came on the show specifically saying, I'm going to do this at all these award shows that I go to. And if I'm up on stage, I'm going to make mention of my orange slice pin and how it's a, you know, a dedication to you. And all the photos of him on the red carpet is here he is in his tux and whatever he is, and he's got the orange slice pin on his lapel for his tux.
0: Mmm, Fantastic. Caesar Romero. hmm That's crazy. <laughs> now I'm worn out. I'm all Caesar Romero out. Are we now.
1: done? Is that the is that the box Heroes After Dark episode now? <laughs> we,
0: we could five minute or I think we I would. it's up to you. You're the you're the head cheese in charge.
1: I'm the head cheese in charge. Mm-hmm. Was there something we were gonna talk about? Oh yes. Um <laughs> Uh, so I had the, uh, death match tournament this past weekend.
0: Right. And the, you missed the pig roast.
1: The pig roast got rained out.
0: Uh, put the pig out? No,
1: they, but they had, like, all the vegan barbecue and all the other stuff was <sighs> inside. It was at the Starland Ballroom, which I knew was a a real venue, but I didn't know that it was, like, a big, real venue. Because they were advertising like, Fuel is playing here next week.
0: Mm, okay. And, like,
1: bands that I've heard of from the late 90s and early 2000s that are still out there kicking it, you know? But, like, this was like a decently sized, uh, a venue, right?
0: The Spin Doctors are playing next weekend, probably.
1: <laughs> Pocket full of kryptonite! I didn't? No, that was Alien Ant Farm, where the lead singer of Alien Ant Farm was in a severe accident, and he lost, like, the use of his voice.
0: Oh. oh I thought you were going to talk about the drummer to Def Leppard.
1: What, did something happen to him? Is he okay?
0: <laughs> yeah, he's fine. He learned he, he learned how to hear and feel pain again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I know whenever, uh... What's the, what's the lead singer? Uh, the lead singer of Sugar Ray... Sugar Ray? No, Mark something.
0: Mark uh, Harmon.
1: Mark Summers.
0: Yes. I don't know. My Sugar Ray knowledge is... I All I know is I always say the kids love the Maroon 5. That's all I know.
1: Mark McGrath. Yes. Uh, whenever he would do interviews uh, speaking about the current status of his band's career. He says mm-hmm. whenever you smell funnel cake, you know we'll be there. <laughs>
0: I like allegedly uh the uh the uh interviews of Mark McGrath on the funnel cake powder is fantastic.
1: Allegedly, on funnel Alleg- cake. Well powder. no,
0: the the sugar gets you hyped up, Joe.
1: Right, right. If
0: you smell funnel cake. We'll be on between the monster trucks and the demolition derby. <laughs>
1: Have they announced the acts for the Bloomsburg Fair yet this year?
0: I don't think so. Let me see. Are we going for for Bloomsburg? I've never, I don't know if I've ever been to the Bloomsburg. Really? I may have been once, but I don't remember. If I was at a fair, whether it was the Bloomsburg one or not. Mm -hmm. I remember wherever fair I was at, um, them making Angora stuff, and I was like, Pretend, like I was just like, oh, bunny sweaters, and the guy walked over to me and tapped me on the head, and he's like, no, son, that's called Angora. Okay. And he like, actually thought I had a problem.
1: Uh, now, I will say this. They have updated their site. Uh, their site used to be a disaster. Mm. And now... It moves very quickly, like you can't really...
0: It goes so fast you can't see the guests? Right. Willie Tyler and Lester. I wish Willie Tyler (laughs) and Lester were here. (laughs) It's going to be Kirk Hammett and Lester. Inspector Kirk Hammett and Lester. Which is a TV show I would
1: watch, by the way. Because they should like Eddie Money is gonna be playing there.
0: I heard he was sh 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 shaking.
1: And Rick Springfield is gonna be playing there. Are you telling me the human target is gonna be there? Yes.
0: Did you know he was the human target? I do. Okay. Anybody else gonna be there?
1: They show pictures of people, but they don't say who is you know who it is. So you like, don't, don't know their pictures. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is.
0: What? How could you not know? The Bloomsburg Fair. It's the it's the it's the best of the best
1: of the best. Todd, I'm really Todd, I'm really out of touch. All right, so. Uh, Daughtry. Do you know who oh, Daughtry, Daughtry is?
0: Uh, I've heard of them. Melissa Etheridge is going to be there.
1: Melissa Etheridge is going to be there, right, right. Vince Gill. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: Demolition Derby. Right. And Brett Eldridge with Devin Dawson. I wonder if they're any relation to Richard Dawson. I wish. Now, they say Casting Crowns is going to be there, but I'm wondering if that's Counting Crows. Ooh, Truck and Tractor Pool.
1: (sighs) When I click on the picture, it's definitely not Counting Crows.
0: Mm. How many tickets do I want? Can I get six or more?
1: I think you just need two.
0: Mm -hmm, Yes. I would see uh, Melissa, Ms. Lysather. She could come to my window. Come to my
1: window. Oh, you'll you'll appreciate this. Right. As a lapsed wrestling fan.
0: Oh, yes. (laughs) Is it about losing lawsuits?
1: We could talk about that. Okay, um, Kevin Owens. Remember Kevin Owens?
0: KO, the KO Mania, the guy who got me into wrestling because I, I quote people. He looks like I could wrestle. That's the reason I got in there.
1: So uh, there was a storyline after WrestleMania where they got fired. He changed his name from Owens back to Steen, and they were like trying to like play it off that he really was fired and all this jazz. Wait, he wasn't? No, he wasn't. So, uh, he deleted all of his tweets. Mm hmm. He currently follows no one on Twitter. Right. Uh, his Twitter profile says I got verified again so that I could beg Shania Twain to play my favorite song at her concert this summer in Montreal because I'll be there. I'm serious. That's did his, she answer no well you can't answer there's no way to answer if she it, it, like i don't know if she's responded because since he hadn't hasn't tweeted there's no way to see if anyone's responded to him because there's no tweets
0: okay can't you look up shania twain and if his name's in it like can't you search shania twain and his name to see if she tweeted at him i could do you see what i'm trying to say I'm just like Inspector Hammett and Lester. Right. <laughs> uh, which one are you? Are you Lester I'm or Lester. Inspector? All right, I'll be Inspector Hammett. I prefer to bacon it, but that's a whole nother story.
1: Terrible. Yep. Terrible. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it does not appear as though she has responded to him.
0: Stupid Shania Twain. Oh, my goodness. How do you not answer that guy? (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, I'll play whatever you want, even if it's not my song. Right. You give me the set list, KO.
1: So. So Todd wanted to needle me about uh, the results of a current lawsuit that just happened recently.
0: I'm not needling you. I'm just uh, saying what I believe. And what I believe is you were so sure that a certain Talking Dead commentator was going to lose that I do believe you had all the facts. But you you made them go the way you wanted to go because of the gentle ribbon you got years ago. I believe wholeheartedly that sometimes your feelings cloud your judgment on reality.
1: That is true. Uh, that's my, all I'm saying. My mind is heavily clouded by the dark side. I will not mm-hmm. argue with that. I will not dispute that statement.
0: hmm Your love of value makes you think it's higher than it is as a comic company.
1: <laughs> definitely top ten. <laughs>
0: definitely, definitely top five, I heard.
1: No, that's something. That's other things. That's like tag teams and oh, other stuff. Right. So the the deal with the, the lawsuit, right? Mm-hmm. Is and again, I'm treading lightly here because I don't like to mention this person's name. You know, we always jokingly say the Talking Dead commentator, and you know, there, there's another person involved in this, and he and I's issue. You know, we've we've ha- we hashed that out years ago, so we're cool. Um, I I didn't want to see anything happen to him. I felt bad that he was drug into this, right? Right. But the thing with the Talking Dead commentator was. I knew that he was lying because I was told the story about seven months before about, yeah, about seven months before his version of the story came out. And I'm like, that's like 85% of the story I heard. Few key parts he left out there. Right. Mm-hmm. But as the trial went on, it appeared as though the defense, the other party, the doctor, his, his, case was so weak he had no legs to stand on mm-hmm. he had less legs to stand on than the drummer from uh Def Leppard has arms to drum with wow um his grounds for damages were that he had a bad Thanksgiving well
0: if if that's the grounds I think everybody deserves money
1: right and for damages, many. I don't know if you saw for damages what he was asking for was it $1? It was $1 per download of the episode, which was a settlement of $4 million. Which isn't a bad way to do it. Right, sure, sure. But It's then, like the
0: jerk, $1.37. <laughs>
1: but then as the timeline of the actual events of the match came out, um, and a lot more of the information came out regarding how the Talking Dead commentators stated things... I don't want to say that I saw more of his point Mm -hmm. because he still did lie and he still did hold back some key information Um, at the end. Allegedly, uh, at the the end of the day, you you say allegedly at the end of the day. He got a concussion in the match. He was too stubborn to leave the match. And to get him out of the match, they had him take a bunch of bumps.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which See the he reason was unwilling to take, but it was like oh, well, you left us no choice. We've asked you for forty minutes to leave the match, and you wouldn't listen to us. So like both sides were kind of in the wrong in that respect. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, there was a better way to resolve the issue than what ended up happening. Right,
0: and I only say allegedly because I don't want to have to spend a dollar on every download of this show. Because I can't afford the 247
1: bucks. <laughs> um, but again, if if I did feel the way that you claim that I feel, right, I would have been out there while the court case was going on being like, ah, oh, good, stick it to him. You know, kick him, kick him like a dog, kick him while he's down, you know? Mm-hmm. When people would tweet out funny jokes about it, I would... I would like those or retweet those. Like, the other day, there was a whole thing going on. And I'm not going to explain this, because you're going to ask, and I don't want, I'm not going to, and I don't want to explain it. (laughs) Irish Wrestling Twitter is putting together a Pokédex, asking professional wrestlers of all walks of life who their favorite Pokemon is. (laughs) And one of the guys who is running it tweets out, And tags the talking dead commentator in it. (laughs) While he's on that, while he's on the stand, someone asks him what his favorite Pokemon is. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's funny! Right? Because it's like, here's this serious thing, life or death, you know, millions of dollars <laughs> hanging the balance. And like, here's a bunch of jerk offs like, oh, somebody should ask him while he's on the stand if he likes Snorlax, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, that's a good joke. I'll, 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 you know, I'll laugh about that. And then again, of course, the, the decision comes out, and everyone's like, oh, this will be momentum for his big MMA battle this weekend. And I just say nothing. I'm just like, okay. Oh no, I'm not saying I'm that. I'm not gonna, you know what I mean? Like I, 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 I can keep these feelings inside and I'm like, it was more or less like, oh, I'm like, oh, he has an MMA thing this weekend. I didn't know because I, I don't care about him and I don't care about MMA.
0: Okay. Two things, two things. First of all, yeah. I'm not saying that you're like grumbling all the time and seething and right. you're like a volcano and everything. I'm just saying that sometimes the way you, not that you have any chips in the outcome. I'm just saying that you will let you, the way you feel cloud the judgment that, or clouds the information that comes into your head. That's all I'm saying. Right. Um, and second of all, I did not know about his MMA fight this weekend and I'm really upset because now I'm, I'm short on time trying to get people together oh. to go out and watch this. Cause I saw his first valiant effort. And when I say valiant effort, I literally mean a valiant effort.
1: He definitely finished in the top ten in that
0: match. He definitely finished in the top ten of that match between two people and the ref. Right. And the first and the, uh, the his the ring crew. Oh,
1: Okay. But so. <laughs> Cornermen, onlookers, yes. Michael yes. Br- Michael Buffer's brother. Yes, well wisher. Right. <laughs> and that I don't, don't wish you any immediate harm.
0: Yes, any general arm. So uh yeah, he he's that. But I want to kind of see it now because I want to see if he can last twice as long as he did the first
1: match. Mm. I will be while that is going on, I will be eating a delicious Italian ice mm-hmm. and probably watching Cloak and Dagger.
0: Oh. Not the porn version? No. <laughs>
1: You got the, the porn... old, uh, computer game movie starring Dabney Coleman from the 80s.
0: Great actor.
1: Right, I love but Dabney Coleman.
0: He was in 9 to 5. That's right. But if they ever do a
1: Marvel He porn was in Dragnet! Da- <laughs> movie of the friggin' thing that we do on the Century. After Darks. Yeah, but he was probably
0: most famous for
1: uh his role in Dragnet.
0: <laughs> drag- that is true, everybody's Dragnet. But uh yes, yeah, so I'm not I, after all that I'm not going to mention the porn parody name for Cloak and Dagger. Okay. Okay, I'm not so, going to do it.
1: What the hell did somebody bring up on Twitter today <laughs> to bring it back to wrestling?
0: Oh um, good, that's the what I always like.
1: Well, no, see you'll you'll appreciate this. Um, because with all the stuff that was going on, someone tweeted out, they're like, all right, with all this nonsense going on, here's something we can all agree on. Coming to America is uh, a great movie, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And my buddy Mike references, he goes, oh, I think you have the title wrong. Isn't it coming on America? You Mm -hmm. see, Todd, there was a time back in 1989 where the World Wrestling Entertainment thought that the Bobby Heenan character was such a was so hot and was such a big deal (laughs) that they could take an hour of their two-hour Monday night program Mm -hmm. and show no wrestling on it and just turn it into a talk show hosted by Bobby Heenan.
0: Which is probably the most wrestling thing I'd ever want to watch.
1: (laughs) Right. Um, And one of the guests that were on the show, and again, I... uh, um... And I
0: think you've told me this story. Was it a porn star? Yes. Yes. And Bobby's g- gimmick was he didn't
1: realize what brand of movie she made. Right. He thought she was incoming to America, and she kept <laughs> correcting him that it was the other version.
0: Right. On America.
1: Right. And hilarity ensued, Todd.
0: I can't... Okay. In all honesty, wrestling sucks, Joe. No. But... I can't imagine how any of the thing that you just described me could be bad. Right. I honestly don't. Bobby Heenan, that's the one thing. Bobby Heenan is the David Tennant of wrestling. That's all I'm going to say. You're going to have to explain who that is. The Tenth Doctor. Blink.
1: The person from Exiles? I'm confused.
0: Yeah, the, the Purple Man.
1: Oh, the Purple Man. Yes. Now, see that's a reference I get.
0: What else was he recently in that you saw? Wasn't there something else?
1: I don't know. Was was he in a was he in a Marvel movie or some shit?
0: No, he was in. I thought he was in something you saw and you really enjoyed it. You were like, ah, oh, he's, he's kind of good.
1: I no, mean, I don't and, like you saying that Bobby Heenan's anything like him or vice versa. That's disgraceful to Bobby Heenan.
0: I don't know. I think it's I think it's giving him the rub. Mm-hmm. Giving him the the icky. Yeah. Of the <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see, I know all the terminologies.
1: Alright. Well, I hope you get a chance to go see uh, your Talking Dead commentator mixed martial arts brouhaha this weekend.
0: I do too, and I hope we get to uh, C2E2 this year, and I, we we both get to get our marked photo with them together.
1: That's not gonna happen.
0: Oh, I would pay, because if you get two people in a pick... Oh yeah. Me and you. How great would how great would that be?
1: Not great at all.
0: We should put it on the poll is what we should do and see if people think it would be great.
1: If you're paying. A, well, no, no. I'm not. See, that's a mistake. Don't say if you're no, paying. No, words we go. I put those words back in my mouth even before they could come all the way out. We're good.
0: <laughs> the genie's out of the bottle. No, nope. you can't put the, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. No take backs. Oh,
1: be glorious. Glorious. Nah, I don't think so, pal.
0: Mm, play what's his face's song.
1: I will hit myself with a boss before I have to do that. <sighs> All right. All right. I think that's enough of this, uh, After Dark, uh, you know, longboxheroes.com, uh, soon to be named network.com, soon to be named network.tumblr.com. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's it. Uh, catch y'all here next week and, uh, other stuff and things. Bye.